You are our truth. You are our Savior. Father, we come to praise You, to proclaim You, and to seek You. Father, I pray that Your Spirit would get a hold of our hearts this morning. That, Lord, You would speak truth into each and every one of our lives. That, Lord, we would not just be hearers of these words, but we would be doers. Father, I pray that You would speak through me and despite me, and Your truth would be known to all, and that You would receive the glory. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, I am amazed, maybe you're not, I am amazed at how, as individuals, we can look at the same thing, but have a completely different view of it. If you've ever tried to look at art, for example, as someone, you could both be looking at the same piece of art, but have a completely different view of that art. Sometimes people could look at a home and have a completely different view. One person thinks that it's beautiful and another person does not. And we all know that people have different views when it comes to politics. But it is amazing how we can all look at the same thing and have a different view. But sometimes there are things that we can look at, and all of us can have the exact same view. Let me give you an example. Let's show the first video. There you go. That, please, that's enough. That, that's got to be enough. Obviously, that was a video from Joe's earlier days as a dancer. Uh, he, he's very talented. He was the guy on the right, did a great job. But there is no way you can look at that video and not go, no. Just no, 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 no. It was bad then, it is bad now, and it will be bad forever. Men dancing in those outfits, no, that is not good. We all can view that. Now, but let's look at it on the other side. Let's see the other video. I mean, that's amazing, right? First, I'm amazed that he's on a treadmill. I got that. That's impressive to me. He's on a treadmill, but he's having a good time what he's doing. There's no way that you can look at that video and not go, that is impressive, right? We can all view that and have the exact same perspective. And you would think that another thing that all of us could view and have the exact same perspective on is God. And yet we don't. Not everybody views God the same. And it's important not just for people outside of the church, but people inside of the church. How do you and I view God? Do we have the right view of God? Do we have the full view of God? We're going to go through probably the most well-known 
and most quoted psalm of all 150 psalms, Psalm 23. Now, I hope that you are doing your daily psalm reading and really spending that time with the Lord. It's been so wonderful to do that. So we're going to take a look at Psalm 23. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths for His namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a psalm that so many of us know, so many of us have, have read, recited, and memorized, but there's some really unique things about this psalm. The first is that David is just reflecting on the goodness of God. He's praising for what God has done, what God is doing, and God what God will do. But notice David does not ask for anything. A lot of the Psalms, if you've been reading along, it's the heart cries of God's people crying out to God for God to intervene and for God to, to do something. But David is saying, I'm not asking for anything, God. I'm just praising you. And in doing so, David has a very distinct view of God. I think it is a very full view. I think it is a very complete view. And it is a view that sometimes we don't look at God and see God that way. He views God as his shepherd. He doesn't just view God as his savior, he views God as his shepherd. See, if we only view God as our savior, that can be a one-time act. But to view God as your shepherd is a daily relationship with the Lord. So what does it mean that the Lord is my shepherd? Well, shepherds do three things. Shepherds provide, shepherds guide, and shepherds protect. A shepherd of sheep will do those three things. They will provide, they will guide, and they will protect. And we shouldn't be surprised of this metaphor that David says, the Lord is my shepherd, because God has always taught us that he was a shepherd. We go back to Genesis 49, says this, because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd the rock of Israel. God has always taught us through His Word that He is our shepherd and wants to be our shepherd. In fact, Scripture points us to Jesus Christ as the ultimate shepherd in the New Testament. In Hebrews 13, it says, May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. 1 Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Scripture teaches us that the Lord is our shepherd. God tells us that He's our shepherd. Jesus teaches about being our shepherd. Yet we don't always look at God and see God as our shepherd in our daily lives. We see Him as our Savior, but do we see Him as our shepherd? David begins this psalm, he says this, The Lord is my shepherd... I lack nothing, or I shall not want. So what is it that David is saying, because the Lord's my shepherd, I'm not going to be in need. 
What David is saying is, I know God will provide for me because a shepherd always provides for the sheep. I know God will guide me because a shepherd always leads the sheep down the right path. And I know that God will protect me because the shepherd always protects the flock. David is saying that I view God as my shepherd, not just my savior. See, if we want to view God fully and totally, we have to view God as the shepherd of our hearts, of our minds, of our marriages, of our kids, of our lives. The shepherd provides everything. Listen to this awesome imagery that David says. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Do you know what both of those places have in common? They're places of peace and contentment. Now, I'm going to do something that pastors should never do. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And why I don't want to ask that is because you may not open them back up. Okay? So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a minute as I say these things. I want you to picture a time when maybe you were beside still waters. Maybe that was an ocean. Maybe that was a lake or a stream. I want you to think of a time when when you were by a green pasture, maybe out in a field under a tree where there's no technology, there's no cars, there's no people, and just breathe that moment and go back to that moment. What a peaceful moment that is. And isn't that a place that all of us just want to go to in the midst of our crazy busy daily lives. I just want to sit by a stream. I just want to go by green pastures. Okay, now please open your eyes, please. If you don't, I'll just assume you're in deep prayer at this moment. But those are places of peace, and maybe, maybe you were able to go back there and say, oh, I, I can picture the field. Oh, I can hear the running water. That's peace. Only the shepherd can lead us to peace. Only when the Lord is our shepherd will we truly be in a place of peace. And if you've been to fields and streams and water like I know I have, it's also a place of refreshing. And that's what David says here. He says, he refreshes my soul. The shepherd can refresh our soul. We can get away on vacation and we can feel refreshed, but it is only the shepherd. When the Lord is our shepherd, is our soul refreshed. And that's what David is saying. David is saying, I've got peace in my life because I know that the shepherd will provide it. I'm not worried about this, that, and the other thing. David is saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because he helps me. He gives me peace. He refreshes my soul. That's what the shepherd does. The shepherd provides that. The shepherd leads that. It says this, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A shepherd leads the flock. I always, when I see images of shepherds and sheep, for some reason I always come across one where it's a very rocky mountainside, and and the sheep have to go along a very narrow path, but the shepherd always goes before them. The shepherd is always leading them to a place of peace, and the sheep trust the shepherd. When you know the Lord as your shepherd, it doesn't matter the path you take. You'll know it as a safe one. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will go there. Think about this for just a minute. What if you got a yes to every prayer you ever prayed? 
Everyone was answered yes. Would you be in this room right now? Would you have the family that you have right now? Would you have the job that you have right now? If every prayer you ever prayed, you got a yes. Probably not. But the shepherd will lead you to a path that is safer. The shepherd will lead you to a place of peace and happiness and joy. We must trust the shepherd. Because the shepherd not only provides, not only guides, but the shepherd protects. David, he's facing his own death, his own mortality. And he says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, how can David, facing his own death, not fear? If you've ever been really sick or if you've ever had to deal with somebody who was really ill, how do people have peace in the midst of maybe facing their own mortality and facing their own death. That's hard. That's scary. But when the Lord is your shepherd, you can. And what David was saying is even though I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Now think about this for a minute. Shadows are big. Shadows are imposing. Shadows are big. Shadows are long. But shadows can't hurt you. Shadows cannot hurt you in any way. They're just a shadow of something. And when Jesus Christ went to the cross, died for our sins and rose again, he defeated death. And so what David is saying is there's only a shadow of death that is left. Death has been defeated. Shadows can't hurt you and me. Shadows can scare us. Shadows can confuse us. But a shadow cannot hurt you. And what David is saying is, I'm not afraid of death because death is just a shadow of what it used to be because Jesus Christ defeated death. When the Lord is your shepherd, death is not the end. Death is just a tunnel to glory. It's just a tunnel to glory. When the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want because he will provide, he will guide, and he will protect. It says this in John 10, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for my sheep. When the Lord is your shepherd, you understand that he laid his life down for you so that he could provide you that peace, that refreshing, that only comes through a relationship with him, that he will guide us in life, and that he will protect us. The shepherd always protects the sheep. Jesus laid his life down for us. Think about this. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Go look at the stars sometime. Like go outside as we get to summer and just sit there and look at the magnitude of the stars and say the, the one who created that came down to be our personal shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd. But the Lord is not the only one who wants to be our shepherd. There are a lot of shepherds that are out there that are trying to get us to, to follow them. Listen to this. It says this in Psalm 49. But man, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave and death will feed on them. When we allow anything else other than Jesus Christ to be our shepherd, we are being led to a death. We are being led to an eternal death. But what are the things that compete to be our shepherd? Money wants to be our shepherd. 
Our jobs want to be our shepherds. Our to-do lists want to be our shepherds. Our kids want to be our shepherds. Our kids' activities want to be our shepherds. Our own personal comfort and convenience, that wants to be our shepherd. There are so many things that are vying to be our shepherd, but they will not provide, they will not guide, and they will not protect. They will lead us to the slaughter. That's why David could say with confidence, the Lord is my shepherd. And so we have to ask the really hard, uneasy question. Who is the shepherd of your heart? Who is the shepherd of your marriage? Who is the shepherd of your kids? Who's the shepherd of your finances? Who's the shepherd of your time? Is it the Lord? Can you say with confidence, the Lord is my shepherd or is it, oh, God's just my savior? Or Jesus is my best friend? That's not a full and right view of God. If we just look at God as the one I worship on Sundays or the one I read about now and again, then we're not viewing God the way he needs to be viewed. He is our shepherd, and he wants to shepherd you. He wants to shepherd your heart, your marriage, your kids, your life, your finances. He wants to shepherd you, and if you trust in him as the shepherd, man, he is going to provide all that you need. He is going to guide you everywhere you need to go, and he's going to protect you. Years ago, I was in a men's Bible study with a man who told me this great story about this woman that he knew. And this woman was always going from job to job to job to job, which I said, well, that doesn't seem like a really good way to live. And he's like, she went to jobs and she would talk to people about Jesus until she got fired. And then she'd go to another job and she would talk to people about Jesus until she got fired. And she always was joyful, this man said, because she knew the Lord's going to provide for me. The Lord is going to guide me. The Lord will protect me and give me what I need. That freedom to live as the Lord is your shepherd, knowing that God will provide. Right on cue. Isn't that awesome how God does that? I mean, <laughs> just raining it down right now, okay? The Lord provides for the crops to grow. The Lord wants to be our shepherd. And that's what David is saying here. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, I want you to, to notice something here. If you look at this text, when David's talking about it, he's talking about God, and then it gets personal. He says, I will fear an evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. David says, not only is God my shepherd, but he's personal. Now, a rod and a staff, a rod was like a club that was swung, swung to beat off anybody that was going to try to take and attack the sheep, and, a, and, and the staff was just something that would go get that one sheep that had wandered off. I don't know about you, but I'm the one. I've wandered off many times in my life, and I'm so grateful that my shepherd said, no, 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 come on back. That's what, that's what the shepherd does, that when we kind of wander and lose our way, the shepherd will come back. The shepherd will restore us. Think about Peter. Three times Peter denied Jesus. You talk about wandering. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Come on back. Come back into the flock. And he restores Peter. Maybe you've wandered away. Maybe you've wandered from the flock. If the Lord is your shepherd, let him bring you back to the flock. Now, the other, the other turning point of this psalm is we go from this outdoor imagery to now a banquet. Look at this. If you look at verse... Um, Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So now what's happened? The shepherd has said, I want to host you at my table. The shepherd has said, I'm having a banquet and I want you there. 
And it's going to be a great banquet with the best food and the best drink. And I want you there. The shepherd has opened up his heart. He has opened up his home. He has prepared a great banquet and said, come on in. But see, you won't know that unless you view the Lord as your shepherd. He's got a great banquet for you and me. But sadly, so sadly, so many of us make excuses on why we can't come. Lord, I know you've invited me to this great banquet. But when we don't view the Lord as our shepherd... We make excuses. Listen to what Jesus says here. A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, oh, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on the way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. They made excuses because they didn't view the Lord as their shepherd. That they didn't realize that the Lord has invited us all to a great banquet. God's going to have an awesome banquet prepared in heaven for you and I, but only if we have the right view of him as a shepherd. How many times do we make excuses of why we can't spend time with the Lord as our shepherd? Well, I got to go here. I got to do this. One said that they just bought some land. Another says they have oxen. Another said they just got married. We can all justify excuses. But all that says is that we're not viewing God the right way. We can view that 80s dance video and all go, no way. There's no way that's good. We can view the man on the treadmill and go, that is so cool. But yet we can't view God and say, yes, God, you are my shepherd. And if you invite me to the banquet, I want to go. Because we view God differently. I used to view God as a genie in a bottle. That God was just there when I needed him to answer my needs. But I didn't need to be there anyway for him. I had the wrong view of God. See, David talks about how awesome this banquet's going to be. He says our heads would be anointed with oil. That symbolized when a guest came that the oil that came on was a celebration and of gladness. And the cup overflowing, that's the wine that gets poured in that there's so good and so much of it that it overflows. That shows us that God will spare no expense for you and I. He's going to give us the very best. That's why he sent us his son. That when we view the Lord as our shepherd, the banquet that we're going to have, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be gluten-free. It's going to be amazing. Well, let me just say that. But we have to have the right view of God. The other thing is, we talked about how the shepherd provides, guides, and protects. The shepherd provides a meal. The shepherd guides us. But notice that David says, you prepare a place for me in the presence of my enemies. What David is saying is, no matter what's going on around me, I know I'm safe because I'm at the shepherd's table. How many of us look around and say, the world has gone mad? That my world is crazy, I'm too busy, and I've got a stressful relationship, and I got this at work, and I don't know this, and da, da, da. we go crazy. David said, I can be at peace at the shepherd's table because I know the shepherd will protect me. Man, don't you want that peace? Don't you want the peace that despite what's going on in the world around us, that we can say, you know what, I'm at the shepherd's table. I am at the shepherd's table. That's what David is saying. And and David says, you know, I know who God is because he says, your goodness and love will follow me. And this goes back to Exodus. It says, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. 
The heart of God is he is filled with love and grace because he's our shepherd. Our God is not to be feared. Our God is to be followed. But if you're like me, then you can relate to Isaiah 53. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We are all sheep that have wandered. We have wandered away from the flock. We have allowed someone else to shepherd our hearts and our lives, and it leads us down a path. I don't have to tell any of you about the tragedy that happened in Santa Fe. And well, however you want to view guns, that's not what this is. We can all say there's a problem with hearts. There's a problem with hearts that are filled with anger and hatred and violence. And the Lord is not shepherding those hearts because people have rejected and rebelled against the shepherd. And when that happens, it leads us to a path of tragedy. And there will be endless talk and endless debate. But we as the church have to do something. And what we need to do is go and share the gospel with other people. And say, you know what, the Lord is my shepherd and he wants to be your shepherd. Telling people the Lord will provide for you. The Lord will guide you and the Lord will protect you. That is our role. Because sheep are not the smartest animal, but they're obedient. I am not the smartest animal. You all know that. Okay? But aren't we all called to be obedient? And if we can point people to the shepherd, then maybe one of these tragedies can be avoided. Instead of talking about how bad it is and how much we lament it, we need to do something. And what we do is we tell people, the Lord is my shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He wanted people to know. We need to show people the Lord is our shepherd. We need to tell people the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus says this. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, which would be him, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Do you know the voice of your shepherd? Do you know the voice of your Lord? David did because he knew the Lord would provide all his needs. He knew the Lord would guide him down the right path. He knew the Lord would protect him because he was the Lord in this life and he'll be the Lord into the next. I want to encourage you to say, how am I viewing God? Am I viewing God as just my Savior or just my guy on Sunday that I come and I sing about and I hear something about? Or is God the shepherd of your heart? Is he the shepherd of your marriage? Is he the shepherd of your kids? Is he the shepherd of your job and your finances and your time? Because that's the right view of God, that he is your shepherd. I'm going to ask our music ministry to, to come back up and I'm going to ask you three things and, and, and I'd encourage you, write these down, talk about them over lunch today, Talk about them with your kids. Have an answer. Have an answer to these questions. We put these questions up as discussion points 
for you to take and talk about in the car to go deeper and not just say, oh, that was a nice service, but to say, I really understand what God was saying. So the first is this, who or what is the shepherd of your life? Can you honestly say, as David said, the Lord is my shepherd? Or is your job your shepherd or your kids your shepherd or whatever? Second, where do you look for provision, guidance, and protection? Do you base, well, my job provides. Well, I look to, to Oprah to guide me. And do I look for the security of something else? Can you say, I look to the Lord? And third, do you know the voice of the shepherd? Do you know the sweet voice of Jesus speaking to you? I hope that you're reading through the Psalms as we've laid out. You will hear the voice of God when you read the Word of God. When you pray, you will hear the voice of the shepherd. And when you know the voice of the shepherd, you can have confidence as David did to say, I know the Lord will provide. I know the Lord will guide me through the storms of life. And I know the Lord will protect me, protect my soul. Do you view God as your shepherd?